Welcome everyone to Sweet Seat Season 3, Episode 19. Today I am your host, Tyler Ratliff, and I am joined by today Kyle Purdy, Matthew Corgan, and Caden DeGraffenreid for the first time. How are we doing today, guys? Doing absolutely fantastic, T-Rat. We're doing great, T-Rat. Outstanding, T-Rat. Awesome. It's good to hear, boys. Today is a very important podcast because this is our very first Super Bowl podcast of the Super Bowl coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend versus the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco barely beaten Detroit this past weekend, which is a very devastating loss for fans here in Detroit. And I mean... I'm very curious just to see what you guys have to say about the Super Bowl because I don't think anybody really wanted either of these teams in the Super Bowl to begin with, but it's what we got. It's so boring. Like, it's so – it's the most boring Super Bowl outcome that could have possibly been. Like, I hate rematches. It could have been Ravens-Lions. could have been Ravens-49ers. That would have been great. I mean, it could have been Lions-Chiefs week one where it all started. Like – I mean, yeah, it's just so many better outcomes. Nobody wanted to see either of these teams in because, I mean, the Chiefs have won now multiple years. If they win, this will be their third Super Bowl. Kansas City has been the most dominant team in the NFL for the past four or five years, I'd say. Consistently good. And then you have San Francisco, who has been a powerhouse all year long. Got the best running back in the NFL with Christian McCaffrey. Decent quarterback with Brock Purdy. And then they have Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle as the receiving threat. So very good offense. And then as well as I would probably say the best offensive lineman in the week, the league as well with their left tackle, Trent Williams. So just all around good offense. And then on defense, they have uh, Nick Bosa, who leads the NFL in QB pressures, which is outstanding. And then you have on the other side, his other former Ohio State teammate and now San Francisco 49er teammate who came from the Washington Commanders earlier this season, Chase Young. So they have two pass rush threats, which is very rare for most teams. So San Francisco, they've got it going on. Purdy, Corgan, what do you guys think about San Francisco? I think the 49ers are a great team. I think on paper they're better than the Chiefs, but obviously the Chiefs shine in the playoffs. So I mean, 49ers, they have a lot of that top-end talent. Like you said, McCaffrey is the best at his position. Trent Williams is arguably the best at his position. Fred Warner, his middle linebacker, one of the best at his position. So I think the 49ers are definitely in a great spot like they are every year. I mean, they're known to win. There's a reason for that. I'm devastated, boys, because I did not want San Francisco to make it to the Super Bowl. Why? Every single year, well, the past two years, they knocked out my Cowboys. I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, how do you feel that the Lions made it to the NFC Championship before the Cowboys did that's, this decade? That's Honestly, I mean, I don't really – I mean, it's it's not that big of a deal no, for me because it's the Lions. I'd rather it be the Lions than any other team. T-Rat, here's but. my thing. Like, it's kind of going to be the same way that the Lions 49ers game was. I feel like this game is going to be one in the trenches between the 49ers offensive line, Chiefs defensive line, and vice versa. Like, if – the 49ers can open up space and get Christian McCaffrey into the open field, both in the run and in the pass game. I think that opens up a lot of opportunities to get Ayuk, Debo Samuel. I mean, everybody on their offense, again, like Matthew said, they're a better team on paper. Yeah, and this too, you got to look at the fact how Kansas City not only has been to a Super Bowl, but they know how to win the Super Bowl. They do, and, and they, beat the, they beat the 49ers. They know how to do it, exactly. Yeah. And with the fact that, I mean, San Francisco, in my opinion, has much more talent on their team than Kansas City. But Kansas City has Andy Reid, who is the brains behind their whole operation over there. He draws up trick plays pretty much every week, comes up with something. If San Francisco can stop 
Patrick Mahomes, that's game over for me. Because Patrick Mahomes is the most dominant threat in the entire NFL. That guy has very little talent compared to like Baltimore, Detroit, San Francisco, other top teams, and yet he still makes it to the Super Bowl. His only top threat, I would say, if you really look at if you're going from talent wise, is Kelsey. Anybody other than Kelsey, I would say, is an average wide receiver in the NFL, and yet he still makes it work. So, Katie, you're, you're a little quiet over there, man. I want to know your takes on this, dude. Let's hear it, Katie. I mean, I really wanted the, uh, I wanted to see a, a 49ers win, so I feel like – Beat the Lions? Yes, bro. bro. Beat the Lions. You're a hater. Beat the Lions. Get out of the room. Leave. You're, you're no Cowboys. longer on this podcast. You're a Cowboys no. fan. You can't even talk oh, either. Yeah. The Cowboys are terrible, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't talk about <laughs> that, man. Listen, either. they're going to be back next year. Everything's going to be good. They say We're that every year. Never. They're not coming back. I'm sorry. They should have never rehired Mike McCarthy. It's a mistake. <laughs> but, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a hard dude to beat in the playoffs. So, I feel like um, it'll be a tough game to watch, but they're definitely not shutting down Pat- Patrick Mahomes. Tira, I want to stop you for a second there because you said that you said that Patrick Mahomes has such little talent around him to work with, and he yet he still makes it to the playoffs. Then riddle me this, T-Rat. Why did the Chiefs keep opposing offenses on the defensive side of the ball 289.8 total yards per game, second best in the NFL? Uh, excelling on the defensive side of the ball, again, giving up just 17.3 points per contest, second best in the league, and the fourth best passing defense. So if you want to talk about – Patrick Mahomes not having weapons around him, don't talk about their defense. Because their defense consistently is top five. You can talk about Kansas City's defense I have no problem with. Kansas City's defense is great. I'm talking about Kansas City's offense, like their receiving threats when I say that. Yes, their their wide receivers learned how to catch the ball, and they are good again. Pacheco, great out of the backfield, great in the run game. Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the league still. Laporta's getting up there, though. Yeah, I I don't know about that. Like – I'm you got to add Rasheed Rice, too. It's right. a really Rashi good Rice rookie. I'm just great. saying, if Kansas City were to lose that game to San Francisco or any game in the playoffs, nobody's going to be like, oh, my gosh, like why is Rasheed Rice or Kadarius Tony not in the Pro Bowl? Like, they're not outst- – I mean, they're decent. They're not bad. But in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes makes them good because Patrick Mahomes is the top quarterback in the NFL. If you have – the top quarterback in the NFL throwing you the ball plus a good offensive line, you're gonna good gonna be good as long as you can catch the ball. I I said this before the wild card round started, and anybody in this class, anybody in other classes can vouch for me. I said the key to the Chiefs beating the Dolphins in that game was if Rashi Rice went for over 150 receiving yards. I believe he had eight receptions for 175 yards and a touchdown, and they won that game. Rashi Rice is great, and for him to be a rookie and perform like he's doing in the playoffs, it's really, really good. What blows my mind, though, just to go back to the Chiefs, when they traded Tyreek Hill, how many first-round picks did they get for that? Like three? Good amount. Three? Everyone expected, oh, yeah, they're going to pick a wide receiver. They're going to replace Tyreek Hill. No, they didn't do that. But Tua Tagovailoa has, like, the worst record in the cold, like, of all time. Like, in temperatures below 40, he's won one game. I know, we're not talking about Tua, though. We're talking about the Chiefs. I know, but I'm saying the Chiefs, and you talked about Tyreek Hill, and you talked about, like— I know, it just surprises Nobody would be surprised if the Chiefs won this game. Like, I know, it just surprises me how when everyone—I'm saying when they traded Tyreek Hill and got all those picks— Everybody expected the Chiefs to get some sort of receiving threat and go with something else other than just Kelsey. Instead, they've kind of brought in more of these role-playing wide receivers that are, I mean, they're not bad, but they're not superstars is what I'm saying. They've definitely drafted a lot more 
defensive-wise exactly. and yeah. alignment. Which I agree. it's worked. It has. Yeah. I mean, they're winning Super Bowls still. They're winning playoff games. It's just not the route that people expected. The bottom line is Andy Reid is super, super creative with how he calls his offense and opens up a lot of space for guys like we said, like Pacheco, Rice, Kelsey, and even Mahomes sometimes too, getting in the run game. I was very surprised when they beat Baltimore. And I feel like Baltimore – I'm sorry, Matthew. I know you're a Baltimore fan. Lamar chokes every year. Um, every year. That was the most horrifying offensive performance I have ever seen. Why would you run the ball five times out of 22 attempts on first and ten? They were outcoached by far. They were, exactly. They, they were, were extremely outcoached. And I, and I don't even think that game was to be won in the coaching side of things. But right. who's your offensive coordinator again? He's Todd, now Todd, gone. Todd Munkin. Yeah, Todd Munkin. That's who it is. He ran the ball on first and ten, and shout out to Mr. Smith for giving us this information a couple of days ago. Five times on first and ten, they ran the ball. Twenty-two. The last attempt that they had on first and ten was the first play of the third quarter that they had on offense. Didn't didn't run the ball on first and ten one more time. I like, like that's insane. I like to add. Mark Andrews had two more receiving yards than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> this is the <laughs> second best receiving tight end we're talking about, and he has. Two more receiving yards than your quarterback. And if anyone if anyone doesn't know, Lamar Jackson threw a ball, got tipped by a defensive player, and then he caught it and ran for a first down. I, I don't and care. Mark Andrews had two, two more receiving yards than that. I don't care what you say wow. about Lamar Jackson. He can do all this stuff in the off se- in the off season, get better, have a good regular season. Here we go. The playoffs. He's gonna choke every year. I'm Just like it. the Cowboys. I, w- I want to say it was Lamar's fault though entirely though. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, Lamar, I feel like there are a lot Dak of players out there. I mean, for example, too, Dak Prescott had a great regular season. Did fine. But guess what? When Dak gets in the playoffs, guess what happens? Go, Pat, go, Folds. baby. <laughs> Every single year. He's one of those players. Same thing with Josh Allen. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Fold. Every single year. If you can't win the big games, you're never going to make it to the Super Bowl. Ever. That's the way it works. And Lamar Jackson, every single year, has everyone talks about him in the regular season. Oh, my gosh, the Ravens, this, this, and this. But then they play the Chiefs or somebody like that in the, the playoffs who's got playoff experience, and they end up losing and getting out coached. I, I think, think you can argue yeah. he's gotten a lot better in the playoffs. I think against the Texans, he had like 250 yards. Well, he may touchdowns. have gotten better, but it wasn't good enough. Against the Chiefs, he had – 340 yards and a passing but, touchdown. Add another one if Zay doesn't fumble at the one-yard line. It's not like he did bad. He did I'm, pretty good. I'm not Zay, saying I'm not saying it's not all Lamar Jackson's it's fault. It's definitely he did, not all his fault. He did have two yeah. interceptions in big-time plays. He threw one into triple coverage in the end zone that was picked off. Probably sealed the game at that point. But you also have to look look at like Todd Munkin, what he called and what he yeah. gave to Lamar Jackson to work with. We already like we yeah, just that, talked yeah, about it, this. It was a really, really horribly coached game the, on the offensive side of the ball. The difference for me is when you watch Mahomes or guys like Brady in the past versus Lamar is like when you see like when Lamar in that playoff game through that last pick, he comes off the sideline whipping his helmet, going crazy, which it's understandable. I mean, you pretty much lost the game there. But like Mahomes, when those guys go down and they're down, and they're coming into the game, and they know, like, if we don't score here, game's over. They still walk out on that field in that drive, like, all right, this is nothing. We're going to go down the field. We're going to score. I'll, they don't look nervous. They don't look like the agree. seems in their head at all. They I'll, just do it because they know that yeah. they can do it. They've done it before. They're confident in their ability. I don't see that with Lamar Jackson. I don't. Outside of Odell Beckham Jr. and possibly Marlon Humphrey on the other side of the ball, I'd, I'd argue that the Baltimore Ravens right now are still pretty young for the yeah. most part. 
Very. With they, Zay Flowers, Gus the Bus. I mean, a few of those guys, like you do have you do have veteran leadership out of Odell, out of Marlon Humphrey, but Patrick Queen is a big name on the defensive side of the ball. Really, really, really good. Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton, Justin another Maddie one. Gay. Roquan Smith. Yeah. Roquan Smith. I mean, very young. They have so, so much talent, and they're great in the regular season. I think it's going to come time here at some point or another when the Ravens are going to get a bowl because their they're young guys are going to develop into Step veterans. Up and, and become be, leaders. Yeah, yes, I see what you're exactly. saying. My question is, though, when you got all that young talent coming up, you know what's going to be the problem? Resigning them all. Because eventually, like a lot of young teams in the NFL, they pick all these people and they're good for a few years. And then once people start wanting more money, you can only pay a certain amount of people. You and, can't pay everybody. And that's going to, I think that's going to be a little bit easier for the Ravens because, like I just said, they do have I mean, a lot of young guys on their team, they which means like, they have cap space to work with. Yeah, I'm not right. saying they have to keep everybody, but if they can restructure some contracts. Maybe get rid of a few guys who are getting old. I I wouldn't say Odell Beckham's going to stay for a long oh, time. No. He's, it's not gonna be, he's, he's probably going to be he's overrated every year. But I think along with player success, I think you have to look at keeping coaches year after year and oh, keeping yeah. your core group of guys. And I think that's part of the reason the Chiefs have been so dominant for mm-hmm. the stretch when Patrick Mahomes was drafted in 2017. They've kept their core group of guys. They kept Absolutely. Kelsey. They kept uh, Hill for five years. Like, they have so many guys, and they kept Andy Reid, they kept their coordinators, they kept their position coaches. And they I kept mean, the foundation that they, they kept, to yes, build and have yes exactly. Absolutely. And it always says for teams to have a dynasty, it doesn't just take a good quarterback or a good running back, it takes a good quarterback and a good coach. For example, like Brady and Belichick, you got Andy Reid now and Patrick Mahomes in the 90s for. I'm not saying this to be biased with the Cowboys because I'm a Cowboys fan, but you had Troy Aikman with Jimmy Johnson. Like, it always had you can't just have like one good player to have a consistently good team. You have to have a good coach with a good quarterback. And I think you'd agree, T Rat, that's a great segue into what we were gonna talk about second with all the coaching changes yes. that just happened. Absolutely. I mean, it's been wild. It's been very wild. But before we get into that, just to end this whole Super Bowl conversation we're I wanna know who we're picking to win here. Purdy, I wanna work start with you and then Matthew, then it'll go to me. <laughs> KD we'll was like, All right, have KD go first. Yeah, he already picked. Why a 49ers? 49ers? Why do you like the 49ers so much? I mean, they got they got they got it all. They got it the offense, they got the defense. So I feel like the defense will be uh, That is over- how you win games, yeah, KD. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> defense wins championships, defense will uh overwhelm them by far. So that's why I got the 49ers. Matthew? I think this is a game of middle of the field. What does Fred Warner do to stop this I Pacheco love Fred run? Warner. Right. I absolutely love Fred. The Chiefs guy. against the Ravens, who have the best linebacking core. He's him. Absolutely nothing in the second half. Punt after punt after punt. I think if Fred Warner locks him up, Mahomes is in for a bad day. I think the Chiefs don't have that guy to stop George Kittle like the Niners. I am in agreement with KD and Matthew. I think the 49ers do end up winning this game. I do think it's going to be a close game. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's going to be a trench battle, and I think that the 49ers have the O-line, D-line to do it, and that middle of the field, man. When you load when you load seven or eight guys into the box, the the defensive box, I mean, you got Fred Warner in there. You got Bosa. You got Chase Young. I mean, yeah, they did a great so, job on that team. You it's have so many guys that can make I think – I'm going to give you a score, too. I think 49ers take it 34-27. Here's my take. This is my thing with the 49ers. At halftime, the Lions 
were beaten up the 49ers pretty bad, and everybody thought the Lions were going to win. Nobody really expected the 49ers to come back and play the way that they did. I did. It showed, and even with the Packers, the game before that, the 49ers are a good team, but they get sloppy. They don't exactly. I mean, that one they touchdown do. with Ayuk, oh, that was off of a tip pass. Like a lot of their things in the way that they did well against Detroit was because the Lions were sloppy. They didn't execute plays properly, and they weren't on point. The Chiefs aren't a sloppy team. They play good football. They may not have all the talent that the 49ers have, but they come out with their goal and they know what they're doing. Mahomes makes plays consistently. He doesn't play sloppy football. And same thing with their defense. And I feel like even though San Francisco has more talent on offense and defense, they're going to mess something up. And then that's where Kansas City is going to take advantage of that and use their experience, especially in Super Bowl games, and come out with the dub here. So I got Kansas City. All this slander with my cousin Brock Purdy is getting out of hand. It's <laughs> out of control. Absolutely out of control. He's a great quarterback. I mean, system QB, system QB. He just made it to the Super Bowl in his uh, second year. He should year. be good if he's got... Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. You could say this. You could say the same, same thing, thing for Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. You could say the exact same thing. He yeah. got carried by uh, Kelsey last game, by the way. Actually, he got Dude. carried. He got carried by Taylor Swift. I'll never be a Purdy guy. <laughs> I don't care if he throws for six touchdowns or what. I'm never going to be a Purdy guy ever. I just I can't stand the 49ers. I can't. Okay, I'm not a Tyler Ratliff guy then. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. All right, now let's move on to what Purdy mentioned. Um, a few minutes ago, just for a quick second here, we'll touch on it. Uh, coaching hires. Purdy, what do you got for us? I know you want to talk about this. Well, there is a couple things. I'll get to I'll get to Matthews, Baltimore Ravens first, uh, hiring Zach Orr as their defense coordinator. Well, not hiring, promoting him from linebackers coach. Um, but there was a lot of teams, man. And the biggest thing was Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel, both out of jobs. And me and you both are Michigan. We're Michigan guys. Mm-hmm. We're so happy with Michigan winning the Natty. Bye bye Harbaugh. Yep, mm-hmm. Harbaugh and Jesse Minter both went to the Chargers. I think that's huge, and I think that might be the turnaround that Justin Herbert and the uh, I think the Harbaugh Los Angeles will do Chargers. Very I was about well. to say San Diego. Chargers. Maybe not that first year, but oh yeah, like I know, I know. But like development year. though, yeah, yeah. It, it'll definitely come. And do we think Purdy at all that Michigan's players from this year will reunite with Harbaugh in the draft and go to? I don't, so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Cora might. I think because getting old, but I think if it comes time and there's guys on the board, I think definitely. But until that time, I think the Chargers are going to draft by who they need the most and who's going to help their team the most. Not just Michigan uh, loyalty. They're going to get the guy that's going to be the best for them. Absolutely. And uh, another big one I would love to talk about. This isn't necessarily a coaching hire, but a coaching stay. I mean, Ben Johnson staying in Detroit another year, that's huge for the Lions because everybody, including myself, thought Ben Johnson was going to leave. So if he's staying in Detroit and, like, Detroit adds a few more people in the draft, possibly free agency, that's huge for them. That's absolutely – it's awesome. And, KD, do you – I know you told me earlier before we started this you wanted to comment a little bit on these coaching hires. I mean, you got to – Yeah. I mean – as you you seen the uh, the coaching the coaching uh, not firing but like the like he, they brought him down a little bit with the Seahawks right yeah because I'm a big Seahawks fan so what Mike do you, McDaniel what, what what do you think about McDonald McDonald <laughs> I'm not a Ravens guy like you. it's a really good signing by the uh, Seahawks very think about but can you replace Pete Carroll no nobody you can can't just replace him but 
the Seahawks are known for that defense. I mean, you hire the best defense coordinator. I think it's a great signing for one the thing, Seahawks. One thing I know we're running out of time here. The last thing I'll say is I'm really excited to see what happens with the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, hiring Antonio Pierce, Cliff Kingsbury, just I think yesterday or two days ago. Um, I'm really excited to see what the future holds for the Las Vegas Raiders. Absolutely, and I appreciate you guys all commenting on that. But unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today for episode 19 of season three of Sweet Seats. Episode 20 will be next this coming Tuesday, um, hosted by Unknown right now. But we appreciate you guys tuning in right now and listening to today's podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Ratliff. Thank you for listening.